Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I do pray each and every day this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So I am calling this podcast, I tell you, stand up. And I want to hit on a different, a couple different things in this podcast, but I'm coming for my women today. Okay. I'm coming for the moms, the nanas, the sisters, the grandmas, the nannies, whatever you call yourself. I'm coming for you today. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you a quick story and, um, and I'm going to try not to cry, but you know, sometimes it happens. Um, but I'm gonna tell you a quick story and then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be coming out of Mark chapter five. Okay. So, um, You know, I, and I'll kind of relate this. So in Mark chapter five, um, it's where, of course, um, at the beginning, we hear about a man that his name is Jairus and he came and he came to Jesus and he said, you know, I need you to come to my home. I need you to put your hands on my, on my daughter because she is sick and she's going to die. Right. And in the midst of all of this, there's so much commotion going on, um, and Jesus is walking through, and then the woman with the issue of blood touches him, right, and she's healed, and and then, you know, later on it says that there were some men that came to Jairus and said, hey, there's no use in bothering Jesus because she's already died, okay? And <clears throat> Jairus believed, because Jesus says, don't listen to what they say. Okay, stop listening to what everybody else says. You just believe, okay? And in in my life in particular, um, Jarus kind of stands for someone um, like my grandparents, right? So my grandmother was a very spiritual woman, right? My grandfather believed in God and he was a praying man and, and all of that, but he kind of lived life on his own terms, right? My grandmother was very prim, proper, spiritual, very much um, in her belief system, right? She, she believed certain things about her, um, her, in her religious aspects, she believed different things, right? So Although they made it for over 50 years before they passed away, I'm going to tell you that um, they were both very different in, in how they chose to live for God, okay? And my grandmother, even though I, you know, she was very prim, proper, and she believed in that she needed to be uh, perfect in the eyes of the church, right? So um, when we would go to church, we would just leave all of our dysfunction because our family was very dysfunctional. We would leave our dysfunction <clears throat> in the car. So um, you can only imagine when I began to get in trouble and I was arrested at the age of 17. I was pregnant before, you know, right before um, I was pregnant at 17, had my first son right after I turned 18. So you can only imagine the embarrassment that I brought her, right? And how ashamed she was of me um, at that moment. Like so ashamed that she didn't talk to me for a very long time because I had basically um, shattered all of her, um, all of her perfectionist that she, as she saw, you know, as the church saw her, right? Because they saw me as a little girl. They saw me grow up. They saw me as this little girl that came to church every single Sunday and every single Wednesday. And I was at junior high devotionals and high school devotionals. And I was in, and I was at church camp and I was in all of these things, 
but I didn't turn out the way she expected me to, right? And so, um, you know, in this, I feel like Jarus represents my grandparents because although my grandmother was disappointed and I was an embarrassment, she, I know that she never stopped praying for me to be healed. I know that my grandfather never stopped praying for me to be healed. And I'm going to tell you when my grandfather passed away, I was probably in the worst part of my addiction. I was, I mean, at his funeral, I made a fool of myself because I was so hung up with um, guilt and shame because even though I was in trouble and my grandfather had to be the one to put me in jail and he had to press charges on me because of the things that I had done, he was always there for me. He would be at every court date. He is. He was the first person that I told that I was pregnant with my son, Junior. Um, and the first words out of his mouth when I told him that was, Oh, Lord, your grandmother is going to have a fit. Right? Because I'd already been in trouble. So I already started the whole domino effect of being the disappointment of the family. But, and the embarrassment, because they had shown me off and my grandmother had, you know, made sure that I was this little, this little lady that wore dresses and petticoats and patent leather shoes and, and, um, and lace socks and my hair was rolled every Sunday. She had put me in that perfectionist mentality with her, but I didn't turn out like her. I turned out the exact opposite. But I know in my life that she never stopped praying for me. I know my grandfather never stopped praying for me. So when my grandfather, the day that he passed away and he was in a hospice and we all went there, right? He's laying in the bed and, you know, at this point he's, he, he can't speak. Um, he's just kind of there. So everybody knew how close I was to my grandfather. Everybody knew that I was in my addiction, yet they didn't really talk about it, right? They, it was like, it was known, but it was never talked about. It was never, let's, hey, let's try to, you know, do an intervention with Melody or let's try to get her. It was never any of that. They just let me go and until I destroyed myself, okay? So the day that he was laying there, and it was, a, of course, I didn't know he was going to pass away later that day. But everybody was talking to him and everybody was loving on him and he was just kind of there. Well, I walked over to his bed and I held his hand and I was talking to him and I felt him just very, very, you know, squeeze my hand. And I didn't know it at the time, right? But I, but we had left there and about three hours later, he passed away. And so, you know, I never put things together, right? But then my grandmother, she had Alzheimer's. And I know up until she didn't even know what prayer was anymore, I know that she prayed for me. And she didn't recognize family. She didn't recognize, she recognized my dad, but he's a pretty unforgettable guy. So, but she always recognized him. But she would not recognize her own sisters or her niece that would visit her almost every day. She didn't recognize them. But when I got out of prison and I was sober and I said, I'm going to go spend my grandmother's birthday with her, right, at the nursing home. And I go there and my great aunt, as we're walking in, my great aunt is preparing me, right? She may not recognize you. I just want you to know that, that she may not recognize who you are. But, um, so I walk in and I get to the door and my aunt Winnie says, you know, Nene, that's what they used to call her. Nene, Melody is here. And she looked at me for a second. And then the smile on her face she just lit up like she, my great aunt says, she knows who you are. 
And my, at this point, my grandmother hadn't talked in five years. Okay. She didn't talk. She sat in her recliner, listening to her old country music CDs all day long. She danced in her chair, but she would not speak. And as I spent the day with her, I fed her lunch. I did all of these things with her and I was talking to her as if she was a child, right? Because at that point she pretty much was. And I would sing to her and I was telling her how beautiful she was. And I kept saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. And she, and after I kept saying it and saying it, and she looked at me and she says, I love you. And it was at that moment that I felt like God was showing her that her prayers had been answered. I felt like the moment that my grandfather squeezed my hand, he knew eventually his prayers would be answered. And I want to go to Mark chapter 5 because I'm going to tell you, with my grandparents praying for me all my life, Jarus is like my grandparents, okay? They believed, right? But they had this, they, my grandparents and my family had this little girl that was, that was sick and she was dying and that little girl was me, Right? But, but because they were believers, Jesus says, don't listen to what society says. Don't listen to what everybody else is saying. Just believe in me because your granddaughter will be healed. And I feel like that's that they knew that there was a point in my life that I would be healed from everything that, that, was, that was set out to kill me. That was set out to destroy me, right? In my life, the hurt, the trauma, the abuse, the pain... All of the things that were, that, that were set out to destroy me, Jesus was telling them, don't listen to everybody else. Just believe, right? Just believe. And, you know, as we're, as we're looking at this and I'm thinking and I'm like, you know, let's talk to the little girl for a moment. Let's talk to the little girl or that is now the mom or the nana or the grandmother or the sister or whatever it is. Let's, let's talk to her for a second, right? That little girl that has been through so much, right, had used to think that she could do anything in the world, right, until that pain hit her, until the trauma hit her, until the abuse hit her, right, or until the dreams that she thought that she had and that she could do, she felt like those things had died. And she thought that those things would never come back to life. So she began to have children and she began to have grandchildren and she felt as if her whole life was going into them, right? Her dreams had, had went to the wayside, right? Or her career had went to the wayside or her, the, her healing had went to the wayside. I want to speak to that girl today because that girl, I want to tell her that She needs to stand up. And you need to stand up because it doesn't matter how old your kids are. It doesn't matter how old your grandkids are. They need to know that they have a mama or a nana or whoever or a sister that can do hard things. They need to know that when life gets hard, and it will, that they know that they can be healed. 
They need you to be their Jairus. They need you to stand up and say, you know what? I know that things have, I, I have been dead in certain areas of my life, but, but Jesus says, if I just believe and if I just stay, he will bring life back into those things. See, sometimes we have a dream, right? And we see it come into reality. We see the vision, we feel it in our gut and we say, you know what, God, this is what I want to do. This is my God vision. This is my purpose, right? And then you're praying for it and you're praying for it and you're praying for it. And all of a sudden you don't see it happening. So you stop praying for it or you water it down a little bit and you say, all right, God, well, it doesn't look like this is going to happen. So let's just do this. Can we just do this instead? You know, I know that, I know that it's, it's not as much as what I was praying for, but I don't feel like you're going to do what I was praying for because maybe that's too big. And you water down your prayers or you water down your dreams or you water down your healing, right? Well, Lord, if I could just get over this depression, um, I will be better, right? If I can just, if you could just get me sober, Lord, just, just let me, let me be sober. I'll be okay. But, but that's not always enough because you water down your dreams because you feel like God's not coming in your time. We don't serve a right now God. We serve an on time God. We serve a God that says, I'm going to, I'm going to do all these things for you, but I need you to believe and have faith. I need you to stand up, right? I need you to quit listening to what society says. I need you to quit focusing on all of the stuff that you're putting on social media, right? Because, because the miracle that I'm doing in your life is not, is not required to be seen by everybody. And this is what Jesus said. He gave them very strict instructions. He kicked everybody out of the house except the parents, right? And, and Peter, James, and John. He kicked everybody out of the house when he went in there to heal this little girl, right? When he told her to stand up, right? See, sometimes we, we want the whole world to see our miracles, right? We want the whole world to see the things that God is doing in our life. We want everybody to see it. But sometimes Jesus is just trying to heal, give you healing and give you miracles because your family needs to see them. You know, oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> My sons needed to see that even though their mother was broken, she could heal. My sons needed to see, although her mom, their mom was not as so spiritual and she didn't really know how to pray and she just came out of prison, but they needed to see her sitting on her bed reading her Bible and praying every day. They needed to see her leading by example so that they could be okay, so that they could know that even though they had a hard life, they went through so much pain and so much, so many things in their life that, that their mother healed and they could heal, right? Their mother did something different in her life. That means they could do something different in their life. I have a daughter-in-law that just came out of an addiction when I met her. And she tells me this all the time. Thank you for being an example for me. Because she too was hurting. She too was in an addiction. I didn't know that. I didn't, I mean, I knew she was in the addiction, but I didn't know that she was watching me, but she was watching me. She needed to see that I was healing. She needed to see that somebody else was healing and that she could heal and she could be the woman that God had called her to be and that she could be a good mom and a good wife. She needed to see those things. 
because I needed to stand up and fight. So I'm talking to the moms today. I'm talking to the nanas. I'm talking to the women that think that your dreams are dead, thinking that you cannot heal or thinking that or you have watered down your dreams or you've watered down your prayers because you feel like God is not working, right? He's not doing these miraculous miracles in front of God and everybody. He's not doing that because he doesn't, it's not, it's not a season for the world to see what God is doing in your life and the miracles, right? He's got you in a season because he needs you to continue to pray even though you don't see it happening and you feel like it's dead, right? But he's saying you need to stand up. You need to stand up and you need to stop listening to what everybody else is saying. You need to stop allowing Satan's devices to come in and 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 conquer your mind because you don't see it happening. I'm going to do it in your life, but not everybody needs to see it. It's just the select few people need to see it. It's the select few people in your family that need to see it. It's your children that need to see it. It's your husband that needs to see it. It's your wife that needs to see it. It's, it's, it's not a season for God to do an, an abundant miracle in front of the whole entire world. Your family needs the miracle. They need to know that they can do hard things. They need to know that healing is possible. They need to know that their mom and their, and their sister and their nana can get up every day and they can fight because even though they have so many dead places in their life and they feel like they have died in so many areas, God or Jesus is saying that he is going to bring you back to life. You're just sleeping, but he needs you to believe because you, you are the person that can pray your children out of something. You are the person that can pray something into your marriage. You are the person who can pray a legacy over your children and your grandchildren, right? You are the person that, that God has instilled in a dream and a God vision. And you're the only one that can do that for your family. So it's time to stand up. It's time to stand up and stop thinking that those areas in your life that you you prayed for once before um, are dead. Because see, God God sometimes has to to kill that dream for a minute, right? Because he's going to work a miracle in your life, but he needs you to keep praying. He needs you to to stop watering down your dreams. He needs to put you in a place, right? Because you're asking for something big, but he needs to put you in a place not to work a miracle just for you, but to work a miracle for your kids and for your family and for your marriage. Right? He needs them people in your life to see what he is doing in your life and that it's possible because they need to know that in their life that they can do hard things and they may be hurt, but they can heal, right? That, that dreams may seem like they're dead, but it's just, it's just for a season because just keep praying. Stop diluting your dreams. Stop diluting your prayers because you feel like it's not happening. You need to speak bigger. You need to dream bigger. You need to pray bigger and you need to walk bigger. You need to stand up tall. Stop walking with your head down. Stop thinking that because one thing happens in your life that your whole life is falling apart because the God that I serve, when there is subtraction, there then comes multiplication. He comes in in a moment in time where he says, okay, I got to take this away from you, but that's okay because when I take this away, I'm going to multiply something else. 
So I need you to stop watering down your dreams. I need you to stop thinking that that you're in, you, you, you have died and your dreams have died and your goals have died and you're not going to heal and you're not going to come out because he is saying, I'm working something in your life, but it's not for everybody to see because your family needs you right now. Your children need to see you be healed. Your husband needs to see you be healed. Your sisters, your brothers, there's somebody in your family right now that is hurting just as bad as you, but God has given you the, the blessing. He has given you the, the, the ability to heal and do hard things so that you can show others that there is hope. So girl, I am telling you today that it's time to stand up. Jesus is saying right now that instead of you being that sleeping little girl that is dead, it's time for you to stand up and be the Jairus for your family. It's time for you to go to, to Jesus and say, look, I, I've got some dead things going on in my life. There's some dead places in my family's life, but I'm going to tell you, Lord, I'm just going to believe because I know that you're going to, you're going to come into the room. You're going to come into the family. You're going to come into the, in, into our world, Lord, and you're going to work that miracle. You're going to breathe life back into those things. But I know that I've got to be the Jarvis in my family. I've got to be that praying mom. I've got to be that praying Nana. I've got to be that example that they can do hard things. So today, I don't know who I'm talking to. I have no idea who needs to hear this, but I'm going to tell you it's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to get your hope back. It's time for you to get your dreams back. It's time for you to focus on your healing. It's time for you to focus on, 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 um, and, on praying for your family. And I'm not, I'm not talking about, Lord, please bless my kids. No, it's time to start speaking over their lives, right? Over your, grand, over your, your grandchildren's lives, over your children's lives, over your whomever. You need to start speaking life and praying over them. So it's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to connect with that little girl inside that is so hurt and that has, has, has carried around all of that stuff for so many years. And it's time for you to stand up because you can do hard things. You can be the, can be the example. You can be the miracle setter in your life that continues throughout your entire family. There may, there may be somebody five generations from now that you need to be praying over that you don't even know yet that's going to need your prayer. They're going to need you to be this Jairus, right? Because it's going to trickle down into your family and into your kids and into your grandkids and great-grandkids. They need to know that that they can do hard things, that they can heal, that even though you go through something in your life and it looks like you're in a dead season, Jesus says, I'm going to bring life back into you. It's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to get your strength back. It's time for you to embrace that little girl that once thought that she could do anything. And it's time for you to be the Jarus in your family. I don't know who needed to hear this today, but I hope that it touches the ears of the person that needs to hear it. And I hope that it changes your heart and your mind and it gives you hope and it empowers you in such an amazing way. And I do pray that you have an absolutely amazing day. If you know somebody that needs to hear this, please go ahead and tag them in the comments or share this to your over to your social media. And again, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.